Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Google uh, unveils a lot of new products, and we talk about Westworld. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Just like it. But it's undeniable. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down tech news. Uh, Nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective that is Craig Mack bringing flavor in your ear from the 90s. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by my man Akili Shine. What's up, Akili? What's good, man? We were just talking offline, man. You said that Craig Mack is Buster Ryan's brother. Yes, sir. And when you look at him, you're like, of course they're brothers. <laughs> like, look. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, yeah, no, that's, uh, they are brothers. Uh, unfortunately for Craig Mack, he didn't have the career that Busta had. But there was a there was a moment in time when when, when Busta was coming off a little of the new school and, and just going solo with uh, put your hands where your eyes can see and flavor in the ear came out where it looked like the 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 Busta brothers were, were on the rise. <laughs> the Busta brothers, <laughs> they were on the rise, and Man. then Craig Mack just fell off. So, but Craig Mack, I mean, at least with this song "Flavor in the Ear," is so so culturally incredible like what he did with this song like this song man i just remember it distinctly like listening to it over and over again as a kid like right. it was just impactful impactful record it's man. super impactful it's one of those instances to me where like there's there's certain artists or certain rappers that that you know uh i put the two there's a couple categories for me there's the artists that like sort of do their you know write their write their rhymes write their lyrics and have this song that's written and they're so lyrically skilled that the producer listens to the lyrics and comes comes up with the beat around what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. And there's others that hear the beat exactly. and that can and that can that can do it with the yeah. beat. Like Jay Z is the person who hears the beat yeah. and can ride the beat. Exactly. Craig Mack is rode that beat. Like right, right, that, right, right. You know, that, that song that song was not written and a beat was created around that song. Of course, of course. <laughs> and that, that's that's a very particular skill to be able to vibe out with the beat and do it so I, ex- so, so so wonderfully. But I think that's how most records are made these days, at least. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because the music is everything. That's the that's the house. That's the house where you put all the furnishings in, and, and the lyrics are obviously are the furnishings. It's true, but so. I think I think of some of the more lyrical artists like like a Most Def or Quali or even Eminem or nowadays Logic. I feel like these guys like just in the in the rhyme book with no beat. I feel like these guys got <sighs> a giant rhyme book out first. Oh, this then, one goes to that one, and then uh, they, yeah, they, they flip, right. <laughs> and they figure out how to put a bit of beat around it. But oh, I got you. You know. Um, anyway, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. We're here on a. Wednesday, um, post post debate, post vice pre- presidential debate. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But did you did you watch that? I did actually. I mean, what would you think? I mean, I thought that they was going ham, they was going at each other, um, and I I think that I mean it's it's very similar to you know our discussion surrounding the president, the first presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of just. Just a lot of just you know posturing and the same you know old po- political tricks, um, and not really navigating, really circumventing and navigating around issues, not really hitting them directly. Right. Um, but I, I do like the combativeness. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I think it was even a little bit more than we saw in the presidential one. Um, and just like, hey, no, nah, you're not going to say that. I'm going to really come to your neck, bro. And sure. I'm going I'm to check you on this. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that too. I think I think that people. I mean, I, that was. I think they're both debate prep for both of them was that because they're both you know just self-admittedly two boring midwest guys yeah i mean you know um pence calls himself like the you know rush limbaugh on decaf or the most boring republican out there he's definitely boring and you know and uh and we know that tim kane's like a soccer dad or whatever so it's like so i think that there was it was to them to come and not not come with the bombast, but at least just come like we're not just two boring guys. I think I think they did that. It felt I felt that though. That's that's the only thing that was kind of like oh okay they're, they're trying. Um, I liked it. I mean I, I feel like that uh, debate wise, like just hardcore debate um, wise, I feel like I hate to say I feel like Pence maybe won. Uh, I think that on substance and on everything else that you know I mean Kane killed him. Yeah, he so. won because <laughs> he, he he won because he was avoiding answering questions. Right. I mean, of course, yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, your, your disposition, symbolically, what you look like to to the viewer. Oh, you're more put together. You're yeah. less unraveled, but you're not giving us any information. Well, like, yeah. you're you're de- you're de- derailing the questions. Like, yeah. No. Well, what you saw are two skilled, especially with 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 Governor um, 
like Pence, like yeah. two, two skilled politicians, like who just is just used to like just yeah, dodgeball, dodgeball, yeah, like <laughs> especially Pence, man. He was like he was really smooth. I mean, because he hit him a couple times. Like you're not gonna, you're, you're really gonna, you're really gonna st- put that on, stamp that. That's has your approval, and he he still wouldn't even Pence like address like, it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I don't know what you just said. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, so we'll talk about the social impact and everything else of that. There's some things we have to talk about on there. But uh, as promised, we teased this a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about it in the open. But Google, Google is finally here. We did a lot of Google stories last week, but this week, you know, the Google finally did their big event. They've been teasing it for a while, and we we we, we theorized uh, what what could it be? Is it a new search engine? Is it a new, is it a product? You thought it would be a product. You thought it would be a phone. You were correct. Um, Google announced not only a new phone, but a bunch of new actual products, including right. a lot of hardware. Yeah, a lot of hardware. Exactly. Yeah, you know, they, you know, in, including the new a new Chrome, a new Chromecast joint, uh, some some Wi-Fi joints, the Google Home, uh, a new like v- 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 virtual reality, reality thing. Dreams. So yeah, so um, so let's talk about like the, the the big Google event. Did you did you watch any of it? Did you get a chance to watch any of it, or did you just read about it? Um, just read about it, man. Um, that's kind of funny though. Like, it's like we're glued to the screen when the Apple when Apple drops their keynote. But we, yeah, like we're nowhere to be nowhere to be found when Google drops theirs. But no. I did read about it, and um, I think that you know they are bringing a lot to the table in terms of just like we just talked about their hardware execution. I think that's pretty phenomenal to have that many products that you're dropping and you're able to you're able to uh, present that in the, in the span of 90 minutes and do it artfully. I think that's kind of cool and man, honestly I think Google is really positioning themselves to take more market share away from Apple. Um, especially with, you know, some of the VR and some of the home products. I'm not sure about the phone yet. Um what what are your thoughts about that? Uh, I think it's I, I agree. I, well, I, I thought it was interesting the the um, the keynote, if you will. Google is very careful. Like they had to have some sort of announcement, but they didn't want to do it Apple style. But they kind of did, so it, it felt and looked more like production wise. It's really interesting. Oh, that you watched it? Yeah, I watched oh, okay. it. It's, it's, it. It felt more like a town hall. They tried to do like try to do like more of like a homespun. So it's more intimate, huh? Yeah, like a homespun. Like we're just a couple of guys telling you about whatever, which is ironic because Google's one of the biggest companies <laughs> in the world. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was cool. I, I, it, it's hard to not do a a a a, a launch or a keynote event and not just think of Apple because Apple's just dominates it so it really just feels no matter what you do or how you you're gonna it, draw that comparison it's, yeah it's, it's yeah. apple light but uh and you got a bunch of nerds in the audience like taking pictures and oohing and on when they announce and they announce stuff and you know they they did it seemed like they kind of um discouraged them from from clapping on a key like the sickle fans do at the at the, at the Eiffel thing and we have a new camera Woo! <laughs> like they didn't do any of that like but i, I think they're probably discouraged that because i think that's just a goofy looking move but I mean, it was cool I mean, I, I, I just, you know, stuff I've read, I love what they're doing with the Daydream virtual reality and just having yep. that kind of plug into a lot of their YouTube content and then having, you know, other other networks or brands be able to, you know, develop content for for the for the for the headset. And I think it's kind of funny. I want to ask you, like the incorporation of the of the fashionable fashionable elements, having it clothed up now, it has fabric on it. Do you think that's yeah. something that's, that's gimmicky or you think that's how all these headsets will begin to, they'll begin to adopt this type of design? I think that it's not gimmicky. I think that it, you had to be able to do something initially because I think that, I mean, well, look, look, the fabric, like customize your own special fabric. <laughs> I th- yeah, players. <laughs> <laughs> I got a special velour. Exactly. I got this velvet player. It's a velvet VR headset player. I mean, I feel like that you have to do something because, you know, if you look at, if you look at, you know, the, the PlayStation joint, they're doing more of the sleek, like what you would think the futuristic VR thing would look like. I feel like the old Google stuff was a cardboard box, which is yeah, not going to fly. Google cardboard. Yeah, so that's not going to work. So you have to figure out. I, I like their, their attempt to do something that feels more ergonomically sound and something that, like, I mean, like, the, the, the thing they keep shoving down our throats are, it's like a piece, it's like a piece of clothing. Yeah. It's like a piece of clothing, which, ah. Let's slow down. It's not, I know it's a piece of clothing, but it, you know, it's not a hat. It's not a scarf. It's a. It's. It's not. You know. It's. It's still a thing that an active, active thing that covers your vision. So yeah, that's the thing. You want to be lost in this world, and so having this type of fabric kind of like be the the trans the transient factor to kind of make you right. feel comfortable and make you feel just in place. Like you might be lost in the world because it feels like a pillow top, <laughs> like a, a feather top pillow. You know. Yeah. Uh, I. I. I 
I, I do agree. I think that there is, if you, you, well, you hit it on the head. I think there's something to being able to address the comfort of it all. Right. And so they do have the, the key thing where, which is, which is true. They got that removable rubber piece because that those joints do get really sweaty and stanky. So you have to watch having that stuff. So you want to remove it, wash it, you know. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I do like it. We'll see. I mean, it. it, it, it I don't know about the, the colors and the, and, the, and the, you know, we'll, we'll see all kinds of different colors and yeah. designs and stuff. But let's go back to the foam for a minute. I, I, like, well, I want to ask you about something about that just hit me how I don't know if this is going to work or not. I, 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 as I sit here right now, today, on October 5th, I don't know. I can honestly tell you, I don't know if I will or won't end up uh, uh, in the Google ecosystem or not. Because I I, I, I I could have told you maybe maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, I was like, I'll never leave Apple. I'm yeah. an Apple ride or die. But as it sits, as I say right now, I don't know that I I don't know that I won't because I will say that Google's gone about the question I have for you is I think Google's gone about this really, really smartly in that it's like almost like a sneak attack. Mm-hmm. They focus on software, on on changing our lives in every other way and they did hardware last. Yeah. And it's like the and when 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 you drop that hardware it really feels like the last piece of the puzzle. By the time you get Google as a search engine that's ubiquitous, and you add YouTube as another search engine that's ubiquitous in the way we share music and movies yeah. and everything else, and then you add uh, you know Gmail, which is now ubiquitous as a way to do mail, and then you add Google Hangout, and you add all these different you know, Google Maps and all these different functions that you have that are, that are existing that you use to your iPhone anyway, that you're already using in your iPhone, in your in your computer and Chrome and Chromecast and then you just add the last piece. Boop, here's the hardware. Oh, just switch it all over. One hundred percent. I mean I'm I, like, that's genius to me. I mean you gotta think though, from the hardware hardware perspective and where we are cognitively with our technology, is that a lot of the hardware is the same. Like it's not what's in the Apple phone is not too far off from what's in an Android right. phone. It's not exactly. that far off, you know. Exactly. How so but to your point, the software is like yeah. and they have that game on lot. What they need to do is just make their products more sexy and create more of that allure that Apple was so great at doing in its early days and, and, and continuing that even to now contemporarily. They've always made it seem like the most coveted object on earth. Google has to work on their marketing, essentially, to be, able, to be able to, you know, change the psychology of people. But, I mean, if you put the if head-to-head combat, you know, I think that, you know, what's what the nuts and bolts and the, the guts that are in the phone, I think Google could definitely... Um, serve Apple. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's an issue of which phone or which company has the, the, the best technology. I think Google, like you said, can give them a run for their money. Yeah. it's But people have tried. I mean, this is Apple's very, I mean, you hit that on the head. Apple's very, very good at making you feel like, not only like the the, the marketing, but also the design, the, the, the Johnny Ive of it all. Like the, the design is always on point. It's a piece of art. And then, and then the, the design is always is on, you know, really like he's done a fantastic job with, with the design over the years. Mm-hmm. And then of all the products across the board, he's yeah. a genius, I think. But then also the marketing on top of that, making this feel like this is a coveted thing that you need to have. Exactly. Not only from a standpoint of like, it's a, it's a coveted piece you need to have, but also the other layer, which is like from a technological uh, early adopter standpoint, like you need to have this. Yeah. And I think that that's where Microsoft has just, no matter how much money they were spending over the years, no matter how many marketing firms and design firms and whatever they would throw at it, they would still fall, fall short right. to what Apple was doing. So it's interesting to see, it'll be interesting to see if Google can now throw all this money at it and then compare that, because that, that is the last factor, right? Is the sexiness, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's the same thing with, with shoes. Like, it's not that much of a difference between Nikes and and Adidas. So great, it's not that, it's not that much of a difference. Analogy. That's you know a great analogy. Saying? But Nike does a great job of making you feel like, yo, you're the man when you put on some Nikes. Yeah, Adidas not so much. Exactly. Right. So uh, that's, that's, that's a really good analogy. So uh, it, it's really it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. I don't know. Like I'm a, I'm a die hard, you know, ride or die Apple person. Uh, but then again, I was a die hard ride or die BlackBerry person too. <laughs> you we know, were just having this conversation nine, nine yeah. years ago, or well, I think they got me eight years ago, but yeah. they got me. Uh, they yeah. got me. So. Uh, well, you know, we'll see. Um, anyways, but uh, but just back to the phone. The phone looks very interesting. Look, they they have the the Google Pixel is what it's called, and the Google Pixel XL, which is their version of the Google Pixel, which is the Plus. Uh, the, the the you know, it's got 4K Chromecast Ultra. It's got a you know, it, it's got all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But what it does have is. Uh, 
you know, it's the camera. It's got they they they've plus the camera. They now have the the best camera on the market, which mm-hmm. was I think I think um, in the ratings of cameras, and I, if I'm not mistaken about this, the iPhone was um, I forget how, I forget how what it is, but I think the iPhone is uh, an 89 rating. No, 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 they're. Let's the, the, see the uh, yeah the iPhone seven is an eighty six and the Pixel is an eighty nine rating the highest rating of any of any camera um, it, rivaling a DSLR and so they're very proud about that from a hardware standpoint so for all those people who thought that Google couldn't really get down the hardware standpoint yeah they spent a lot of time and money to prove to you that we can do something on a hardware standpoint and I guess at the end of the day that's all we're really talking about right is the camera because as you said everything else is kind of the same display four K four K you know, touch, touch, software, software, buttons are where the button's going to be, you know, but headphones where the headphones are going to be. But really, it's really boils down to the camera. Yeah. So if they got the best camera and they got all the software, I don't know. Hey, man, it's the same price. Yeah. It's so same, it's essentially the same thing. I mean, it's just like who you who, who you identify with, what your brand speak is, you know, like right. what what camp you belong to I, but I, I don't really see too much of a difference I think see there being more of a convergence of where we are with the different um, tech com- tech companies that are developing phones and tablets I, I, I see it more similar than different and I feel like what Apple used to be in terms of their unveiling of products like hey we're the future we're the next I don't I don't get that sense now and so I think that Google has an opportunity to be able to come and, and sweep that from them and, I, and maybe with their other products and that are on their product line, maybe they're able to to, to do that and create more of a, a lifestyle um, that Apple ha- has 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 done a great job of doing. So, yeah. um, last question for you, like, so where do you think this is going? Because, like, <clears throat> it, there's two schools of thought. This could be going to the place of like, look, it, none of this is going to matter anyway because, you know, everyone's going to be on Twitter, everyone's going to be on Facebook, everyone's going to be on Google. All these things are ubiquitous. It's not going to be. No, it's not going to be. You're not going to be able to only search engine. Google on Google products and only search engine, you know, Facebook on the Facebook phone. Like that's not going to happen. So yeah. it's all going to be saying these are, are these going closer to televisions? Like in the way, like, look, like what you get is the same, but a Samsung versus a Panasonic versus a Sony, which TV is it? We're going hardware that way. Are we really talking about, you know, the whole ecosystem building and really, are we really, in other words, Apple versus Google. Is this? Do you think it's going to go more along the lines we're going to get all the software will be kind of the same ubiquitous and it's really about the best hardware, or do you think it'll all be more about the ecosystem? I think it's the ecosystem definitely. What what the offering is under underneath that umbrella. I mean you. I mean you think what's under the the Google umbrella? What's under the Facebook umbrella? What's under the Amazon right. umbrella? Like they all have you know similarities, but they also also have great things that that they're they're doing that other people are not doing. But and I can so, get all that. But if, if I, can, I get all that shit on. On my iPhone, I can get Amazon, I can get Facebook, I can yeah. get Google. So, yeah. I mean, what, what's... You, know, you can't you can't get Apple Music on Google. That's true. No, that's a good point. So, but I can get YouTube on. I can get YouTube on my. Google doesn't have their own proprietary thing unless they buy Spotify. True. Like you know, <laughs> like they you know, which is not a bad idea for Google. But um, you know, I mean, I th- I think it's more, I think it's more similar than different. You know, and I think that's that's where the. The trick is how can you how can you really uh, expand upon those differences and, and draw people in like and make them feel like oh the, what you're offering I can't get anywhere else and I think that's the that's what these companies are 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 in the in, engaged in that's what the battle is like to make you think that uh, what we have over here is way better than that even though it pretty much is the same right interesting well I mean it'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see how this plays out I, I I wanted to do some investigation and, and, and do some further further looking into these products because I, I am interested in. Um, playing with this Google phone and seeing what it is. Do you think we'll? Do you think Google will? Uh, now that they're in the hardware business with uh, these products, we, we didn't. We, we skipped over the other ones. They have the, the Daydream View headset, which is a virtual reality joint. Mm-hmm. The cloth, uh, you know, very nice headset. They got the Comcast Ultra, which supports 4K. Mm-hmm. It supports Dolby Vision. I think that's great. Um, it's all this cool stuff. I mean, this is the. It's, I mean, do you think this is? It's only. It's only sixty nine dollars as opposed to one twenty nine for the Apple TV. Do you think that this is the uh, the Apple TV killer? Or do you think no, it's just not? <laughs> definitely not the Apple TV killer. Right. Um, again, it's, it's it's perception. You know. Right. They have to raise the perception. I mean, I don't. I don't see the. I don't see when I look at the Apple TV. I look at the Chromecast. I don't see them as equals, even though they might do the right. fucking same thing. I don't see them as equals. I see them as just. 
I, I see them as that. Hey, this is the cheap route. You, you can get you can get something similar to this, but this is the cheap route. You right. know. So I mean, but I love the fact that they're improving that technology and, and giving us the ability to have 4K. I love the fact that it's sure. something you can put in your pocket and it has a uh, has the the the, the the potentiality that you could travel with it, like I mean Apple TV too, but this is more like whoop, whoop. it's right. more like uh more navigational, like you could just direct it and change it, and you know I, I love that fact about the Chromecast, and so we'll see, we'll see. And then this last is just this new uh you know the, the Google Wi-Fi, which is kind of this like hub technology, mm-hmm. which allows you to have these little these little pods you can move throughout your house. I think that's we, super we smart. All have. You know, I mean, I know you live in a giant mansion, so it's, okay. hard. <laughs> it's hard to get your your, your Wi Fi points up. But well, but, if I'm in a mansion, it's hard to get my Wi Fi. That's something. Something's wrong. <laughs> I should be able to pay for the Wi Fi. That's, that's true. That's a good point. But but I do like the idea of being able to have different Wi Fi yeah, yeah. points to your house. People have one that's for the kids, where you can sort of monitor what they're doing. Yeah, um, yeah. I love the pause yeah. the pause feature on that. That's pretty pretty yeah. cool. So that 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 that's good. Like you know, uh, that that's you know. It's, it's it's very smart. So uh, anyway, the point that I was making is now with all these hardware, do you think we'll see a, a Google retail store now, like Microsoft hmm. tried to do? I hope not. I don't hope not either because I, I think those not. are you know gimmicky, right? Yeah. I, I mean, how many times have you been in the Microsoft store? Zero, exactly. Maybe <laughs> maybe once. Like, well, there's nothing in there for you. I tell you what store I've been in less: the Sony store. Hey man, terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, the Sony store is terrible. I don't, I don't need the brick and mortar. I hardly even go to an Apple store now. Yeah. So it's like... It's true, actually. I, I mean, I, I go to Apple store for Genius Bar only. Just I, to get I, shit fixed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I can't remember when I, when I go to the Apple store to purchase anything. Why is that, by the way? I mean, because... What are we, are we buying stuff online? Are we buying just it buying online? On Best Buy? Are Best we, Buy, yeah. We just, we just find the cheapest where to find it. Exactly. But not... There's no need to, like, go get it at that. Because Apple is... The Apple store isn't really, isn't really offering us the latest, greatest stuff. You only go to the Apple store when it's time to re-up your phone. And like right. you said, the Genius Bar. Like, I'm not going in there on just a random Thursday. Or, it, or Nor are you going there for products, because all their products, their price points are up. Exactly. Uh, even their cases are, like, $150, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. It's interesting. All right. Uh, okay, I want to move on and talk about Google Assistant. Um, you know, one of the one of the big things about this phone is Google Assistant, which is their version of Siri or Cortana or whatever. And they're talking about how it lives, how it'll be able to live on your phone and on your mobile devices, and uh, you know, it, it and also the uh, the Alio, which is that chat app thing mm-hmm. that they do too, um, or Allo, Allo, I guess it's Hello, Allo, <laughs> but um. I'm not sold on Google Assistant. Even, even I, I will say, even on the, even on the uh, at the town hall at the town hall at the, at the demo when he was demoing it, it, it didn't look. The lag time was it, it was a little late. Oh really? He was like, "Hello, play, uh, play uh, something." It was like, <laughs> and then play. <laughs> it was like I was like, "Uh oh." So I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on. But what do you think about this? I mean. Like this is the future, and I think that you know Google will probably be the closest to figuring this out because all the information and, and data collection that they have, and just how they've been able to organize humanity. I think they'll be able to create an AI that has the sophistication to be able to answer our questions and be integrated in our in our lifestyle. And so when you juxtapose it to Siri or Cortana, like I think that Amazon is probably, like I said, closer to figuring it out. And I mean, Siri is terrible. Like so. I don't even use Siri, but to think that you have, you know, Google Assistant or you have this AI technology that's able to keep you on track, is able to recommend stuff and and do it close to real time. I think that's kind of cool. Um, and I mean, this technology is going to be built upon and, and advanced. And I think this is just the, the early, just the early stages of it. Like we're going to. We're going to have this type of technology in everything. When we walk into our homes, there's going to be Google Assistant saying, hey, do you want me to turn on the lights or do you want me to turn on the air conditioning or whatever? Like it's going to be integrated in every facet of our lives. And so it's just going to continue to get better and better. And the AI is going to continue to to have more sophistication to be able to get the nuances. We may not even have to speak to to be able to trigger some of the things that it does in sources. You know what I'm saying? It might just feel based on... Our, our 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 body language or our facial structure, what, yeah. we, what our needs are. I mean, that's, like, that's so. all scary. It, 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 what reminds me of uh, I don't know. If, I keep I keep referencing Black Mirror, but I don't know if you saw any any series Black Mirror. But there's the last Black Mirror that's out is a Christmas special one. Actually, John Hamm's in it, but it's actually sort of three stories kind of combined into one. It's a Christmas special. It's completely brilliant. But one of the things they do touch on is the idea of of AI and complete AI and how that thing is happen, how it right. happens and, they, and what they suggest is without ruining any of the storyline is that 
there's a procedure that you would do that to get a little thing implanted in your head and you, it stays in there for a week yeah. and it sort of makes a copy of your of, of yeah, all of a, your brain a download, else, a download yeah. and then you take it out and you put it in the computer and then that and that and that thing is you and it knows yeah. what to do right but obviously that has that that because black mirror some weird shit happens but that is it's an interesting thing like that that, that doesn't feel like it's that we're that far away from that i, I think we're <laughs> far away from that at all um but I, I do like the fact that that Google is trying to take out Amazon, take out Siri, and I, I think they're posi- they're well positioned to do it. Like our dependency on Google, you know, as a search engine is already there. So figure out a way to you know create you know this this assistant, this artificial intelligence that can still provide answers to our questions and, and provide solutions to our problems in a way that or in a way where we don't have to type it. You know, I think that's. I think that's 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 close that's close to being solved. Right. So interesting. Uh, all right. So so moving on, I want to talk about the geo. We'll talk about the GOC, GOP debate. I just want to touch on this. And uh, with a surprise to almost no one, uh, the GOP website uh, before the debate was over already had its uh, his, his response locked and loaded. Retarded like, about like the. Uh, I mean, their, their, their list. I think it was like, what was it something like the top. The top things that Tim Kaine wasn't asked or something, and it had had Mike Pence as the clear winner. And before the base even know, they already had it all ready to go. It just proves to you what we already know, which is like, this is just you know. I BS. mean, it's, it's BS, yeah. but of course, of course, any organization, any company, any campaign is going to have some some strategy behind it. So of course, they've right. already mapped everything out. You and you've done a great job of mapping all your stuff out that you can't even get this one thing right to put it yeah. up at the right time. I know that's terrible. It's terrible, but. <laughs> It just, you know, I, it, I just, I marvel at the people who still sort of think. I feel like there's two. I don't want to get into a basket of deplorables thing, but like, I feel like there's two. There's just folks who like sort of understand like what you know, sort of how the political machine works and how this yeah. sort of like information talking point lie mm-hmm. machine works. And you got the sheep on the uh, on, on, on the right specifically, and then you have the other folks who don't understand yeah. that who are like, oh. I, I read on Facebook that exactly. Hillary's an alien or the whatever. Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it blows my mind that like uh, well Facebook said Barack Obama is leading his own uh, Muslim army, you know, <laughs> to uh, a secret Muslim army. And I'm like really? Like read a just there's a light a light googling. Well, anyway, so yeah, this is just this is that this is this is for those folks. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but speaking of strategy, I think it's embarrassing. Um, it is embarrassing. Like this is like forty percent of our forty percent of us uh, of, of the electric don't even know who didn't even know who who uh, couldn't even name the vice president right. candidates. Forty percent of the electorate. Like anyway, I don't yeah. get to it. I'm, I, I can go off on a rant all day about that. Uh, but uh, speaking of strategy, uh, DraftKings is something that we've been talking about for a long time. We're, we're, we're week five football week. Uh, I'm doing horribly in both of my fantasy football leagues, but I'm doing okay in DraftKings because in DraftKings, you know, doesn't have any memory. It's not an ongoing thing. It's no season-long commitment. Every week is a new week for me, is a new week for all of us. And what's great about that is every week you can select a brand-new team, brand-new players, and have a brand-new shot to win some money, real, real money. You shot it over, over you're sharing over a hundred, over, over a million dollars, sometimes a hundred thousand, sometimes a million dollars. One million. Yes, your own GM. So check it out. Go to DraftKings.com. Don't wait. Get DraftKings.com now. You can nah. choose your players for this weekend. This is a contest. Enter the promo code, our promo code, Geek, Geek. as in Geek Nerd Tech. You can play for free uh, with your first deposit. The first deposit, uh, promo code GEEK uh, to play for free, to share in over $1 million in total prizes this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. Check the website for details. DraftKings, uh, I'm going to get that million, hopefully, soon. Hey, man. Get your M's up, bro. Uh, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep playing. Uh, so the other thing is, uh, back in the politics, uh, there's a question about, uh, the political bots are they stacking the deck in the race and this is interesting because uh, you know right after the debate right after the first debate Donald Trump was quick to say you know well, I've won I've, I've won in all the online the online polls got me winning you know Drudge Drudge has me winning by 80% and you know uh, whatever you know Nazi.com has me winning at- <laughs> <laughs> but like it's interesting because first of all these aren't polls these aren't scientific polls yeah. these are these are people that, that can that can you know just anybody can just go in and sort of like 
click a thousand times to say that well, I won they, whatever. they are scientific polls, right? But well, they're not able to distinguish from who's real and who's not. Got it, that's got it. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, uh, so w- w- this is a problem because this is a problem because you can't distinguish who's real, who's not. We are talking about the internet. So we are talking about people from other countries. People from anyone can just go in and flood and and, and weight these polls. Yeah. I mean, uh, what do what do you think about this? I mean, I think this is funny. I think it's funny, but I think it's also damaging in, in terms of the the perception. And that's right. what, that's what that's what the power of the bot is. Is that I, as a regular person, can create fake identities that also because of the, the technology I can create an algorithm that gives them the sophistication to be able to answer questions or, or make statements and do it in real time and be able to send it to millions of people and what that does is sways perception it's, and that perception could be inaccurate that perception could be disrespectful it could it could it could do it could do a lot of good but it could also do a lot of damage and destruction and in terms of what we were just talking about earlier about the sheep about people just reading something like oh I believe this or not doing the due diligence to read research it and 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 figure stuff out like yeah people might think that hey donald trump is winning or a a certain a certain situation is accurate and i i think that um is why you know you can't take everything so seriously or you can't take it verbatim you have to do your 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 research you have to kind of do your own personal checks and balances and see you know what is what is uh polluting and what is actually viable for you and so yeah, if you, if you just went off of off of what you read all the time, then you would be really misinformed. And I think that's the point. Right. But the fact that you know, which is sad, both candidates you know have um, social media fo- followings that are in the millions. They're saying that that thirty percent and on on Trump's side, maybe forty percent of his followers are fake. Yeah. So say he has like 10 million followers on, on Twitter, almost half are fake. <laughs> but you think that this dude is like doing so much stuff like, nah, bro. I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, to try, I try to go too political here, but this is, this is what Trump does. This is his MO. I mean, there's this really, really, really fascinating, great documentary on PBS on Frontline, um, and it, which is, I mean, PBS is PBS is pretty nonpartisan, but it's a really great documentary on on. It's called uh, it's about uh, they have them every year, every four years about the candidates, choose a candidate. Mm-hmm. But uh, it basically tells it parallels uh, the rise of Donald Trump's whole story from when he was a kid to mm-hmm. right now and Hillary's whole story, and it's it's super great. It's super like it's got all these people who are close to both of them, and it's amazing and to watch. I highly recommend it. It's on Frontline. Um, and you can find it online. But anyway, one of the things they talk about, repeated thing that Trump does is his sort of conflation and, and inflation of the truth. When he built Trump Towers, is you know, 50, 50 stories. Like, he he, t- he said everyone was 65 stories. So, like, really, if you're on the 50th floor, it's like, oh, you're on the 60th floor. And, like, and you're like, oh, I'm way up high. Like, Trump's like, oh, that's right. I'm a billionaire. Maybe, I'm maybe, a billionaire. Maybe not. Maybe not. Probably, well, probably not. Maybe you're a thousandaire. Uh, even when he announced his presidency at the at, at, at Trump Towers, how he came down and like they laughed because he's like, oh, "It's great to see all your thousands of people. Great to see all thousands <laughs> five, of you." Five people in the audience. Yeah, and it was like it was like maybe a hundred, hundreds of people <laughs> there. But he, he said thousands, and everyone in that room like, "Wow, there's thousands of us watching on TV. Thousands of people." Like he does that all the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, you know, like you know, and so yeah, so, so it's yeah, not my, ju- my social media numbers to thirty million. Right. <laughs> it's it's like, so it's not just about you know you can't believe what you read. But people don't even at this point, people don't even sort of do the the light googling or even read, believe what they read. It's like what Trump says. Yeah, Trump Trump will says I, I blew Hillary away. I, I won all the polls. Yeah, people are like yep, yeah, Trump won all the polls. He said so. Anyway, I digress. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just be so critical over bot technology because it's, it is useful. Like when it's delivering factual information, like the weather, or if there's like traffic uh, alerts or stock um, market fluctuations. Like a lot of people use bots for that particular for those particular reasons, and it's very useful because you're able to get the information fast. It's not something you have to necessarily manage you know, with your own fingertips. And so I, I think it's just a fine line. And that, like, again, just to accent the point, like, when you are on these social media platforms and you are, you are getting information about stuff, just, you know, you know do, some, do some checking. Do some fact checking. You yep. know, don't just consume it and, and run with that and, and have that kind of be your cemented uh, perception of things. So. Sure. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. I just really, Trump, man. <laughs> it's really, it's a tough, it's tough. Um, anyway, let so him tell it. He's smart. He's smart to do all this. 
And then just watching that documentary, watching their rise, like how, how I mean, I'm going to say this one last thing, watching Hillary like go through a lifetime, a literally lifetime of, of service and, you know, in, in, like a lifetime of service basically. Yeah. And also serving and, and sort of being loyal to her, her husband in, in all kinds of various ways. And Trump's lifetime of self-promotion and lies and everything else leading all the way up to the point where he's broken, he's licensing his name yeah. only, which is the only thing he had, making money off the Trump name only, till The Apprentice came along and 14th season of The Apprentice propelled his wealth up yeah. and also his status up to where he can run for president right. and live on the myth that he's this great businessman. And yeah, America, mythology. And mythology. America totally forgot that he that the last thing he did was bankrupt his entire company exactly. and lost stockholders. You know, millions and millions of dollars, and then in pension and everything else. Yeah, he does a great job of controlling and changing the narrative. Yeah, we all forgot he's just all a great businessman, and he says that, and we still all believe it. He's yeah. a great businessman. Like, mm-hmm. How? Anyway, yeah. um, all right, I'm done. So I want to move on to Snapchat because uh, I want to move on to the Snapchat story, uh, Marissa, because Snapchat. It's it's interesting. Ad week about what we've been talking about is how people Snapchat, Facebook. Twitter, they're all trying to shift their 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 name. They, they don't want to be known as a social company anymore. I think social is a little bit demeaning. They want to be known as companies. So, you know, like, I think that we talked about Twitter's shift into a media company. They don't want to be, mm-hmm. like, a social media company. They just want to be a media company. Snapchat is trying to be a, a camera company, which is interesting. That's an interesting turn. I, I thought that Snapchat would be more of a media company, but what they're saying is, they're in the, especially with this new hardware with the new snap glasses, spectacles, the, 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 the snapticles, yeah. <laughs> uh, that they're in the, they're in the business of of capturing images and sharing images and doing it in hardware like, and doing it with cameras. Uh, Facebook, I, you know, I don't know what Facebook is going to become. I imagine a, a media company as well. But what do you, what do you think about this? I mean. They are what they are, like, in terms of how they want to brand it. Do you it. buy it? Or do you no, think I don't buy okay. it. Uh, how they brand it is, I mean, to each his own. Like, yeah, you want to be able to brand it to make it make yourself appear bigger than you are or more comprehensive than you are. But essentially, your core business is 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 A or is, is B, you know what I'm saying? So Twitter um, is a social media company. Like, right. until they until they have other products that are, are working and successful, then I, I think the the changing of the moniker would be more appropriate. But now, like, right. no, you're a company that disseminates information in in in, in small and small bits. Yeah. Um, in terms of Snapchat being a, a camera company, that's interesting to me. Um, I mean, we'll see how successful they are with you know the the release of the spectacles, which I think is super corny. corny. Um, and I don't, I don't and know. Invasive. I don't, I don't think that that's going to be massively adopted. I think, it, I think it's too niche. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's not uh, set up to be something that can be innovative and and grow grow with the times and grow with the technology. I think it's just too like it's too like a gimmick. And yeah, I don't know if that's a good move for them. But maybe, but maybe I, I don't. Maybe I don't have the vision, and maybe I'm short sighted with with my analysis. But it doesn't seem like a good bet. It's not a good bet because I, I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I guess. I guess it depends on. Like I said before, it's just about the price point. Like how. How expensive are these things going to be? How I mean, who's going to have access to it? Like you know, I got three daughters. They all three. I, I want one too. But I buy all three of my daughters right. some snap spectacles because they they need one. I mean, I don't, you know. So it's it, it's interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I I, I agree with you 100. percent I think it's just all posturing, but I think it's all it's obviously for stockholders and Wall Street and all the other folks who really don't, you know, being a social media company just doesn't hold the clout internationally. Even as big as these parts are, people are still trying to wrap their hands around, well, what is it? Like, I know what U.S. Steel is. They make steel. I know what these guys do. They make cars. But what do you guys make? Social? Like, what is that? <laughs> so I, I understand the need to be able to have to, to quantify what they are, but uh, we'll see how big of a gimmick it is, you know. Hey, we'll because cause you're, you're, I think you're reaching a tipping point with these companies, like you know, Snapchat with these crazy multi-billion-dollar evaluations, Twitter with these billion-dollar evaluations, where you know it's almost bubble-like. Okay, so, you know, Snapchat is just growing and growing, and 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 turn down money from Facebook and turn down money from everyone else, and to where they're they're worth bees. Yeah, and so finally, someone's going to ask, like, well, wh- why are they worth so much money? What do they do again? Yeah. They make glasses. What do they do? Well, they're, so, they're able to they're able to capture an audience. That's what they're, that's they what each, all these guys are able to do, and that audience is worth that valuation because you're true. able to you're building that valuation based on the the potentiality of you putting your your product and advertising to that audience. And so they've been a good job of keeping that audience, growing that audience, and that's 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 
I, that's why I don't think the changing of the moniker makes a difference. Like, there's, to me, there's a changing of the old guard to the to this to this new money. You know right. what I'm saying? And I feel like you know, we we all in the last ten years have have grown with the title of social media. It's a part of our our lives. It's a part of uh, everything. So I don't think there's like a confusion as to what that is. I'm just interested to in see like what's the distinction? I'm a media company versus a social media company. Sorry, what are you printing newspapers, Twitter? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, what I are you know. doing? I, I think it's more along the lines of just getting some of this old guard baby boomers to wrap their head around and something they can understand so they can invest more money or maybe in, when they go public or when they think they, they, so they can understand what it is and quantify what it is because maybe. you know the, you know as we know the baby boomers are slow to adapt to anything so they do like do you guys some next thing to live with their car company oh you make cars okay <laughs> get it now right. anyway um, moving on to Facebook Facebook launched Facebook Marketplace, uh, which is sort of their version of, of Cra- Craigslist, which I think is, look, the people are already sort of buying and selling and exchanging and doing things on Facebook anyway. So Facebook decided, let's just make an official thing, official place where you can do it officially with Facebook users and something you always tout and talk about, which is keeping people within the ecosystem. Um, I imagine this is just a play to, uh, a further play to niche things out and be able to quantify uh, better quali- quantify things for advertisers. If you get a, a group of people who are all selling chairs back and forth to each other, then the chair company can come in and advertise to them. Yeah. You know, or the furniture company can come in and get a bunch of people that are, are selling a bunch of electronics back and forth. Then you can get the electronics company come in and advertise to them. Is that, that, is that what is happening? I think that's exactly what is ha- what's happening. I think it's also... Uh, I think it's, a, it's some posturing to say, "Hey, look, eBay, look, Amazon. We're coming from you. We're coming for you from this angle too. You know, you're right. not the only people that can sell and exchange goods. Like Facebook does it too. And guess what? We have more users than you around the world. Right. So, hey, we're going to continue to build this out and do it better than you because we've been watching you for the last five plus years doing it. We think yeah. we think we can do it much better. Yeah, so. I think it's interesting too. We talk about the billions of users that, that Facebook has. So now that they've grown into the billions. It's like, you know, what you're now seeing is like a flood of all these like niche things and micro niche things to keep this billion billions in their ecosystem. Yeah. So all these little things like, you know, oh, Craigslist, we have our face Facebook list. Exactly. This, da, 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 da. And it's like it's happening quietly and quickly. But, you know, it's it's really smart. Super smart. And, and, and again, I always say scary, but it's just like it's interesting. Like how before you know it, you're just in the you're in the Facebook system. Yeah, you know, you're in the system, man. The one stop shop. Like we, so. we we have our offering, our our slate of offering. You know, encompasses everything that you might need. Like there's no reason for you to download uh, all these other platforms. You just stay right here. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and, and to the, to the degree, it's more of a philosophical question. We don't have time to talk about, but to the degree that people don't think about that and just sort of like it's all through Facebook instead of blindly hand their entire lives over to Facebook is 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 just troubling to me. I mean, I know Amazon wants the same thing, but like it's just troubling that people can't take one step back outside that and and and, and keep their level of choice as opposed to like. What do you mean? Unpack that. Well, I mean, I feel like that there's there's a certain people like once you're in the Facebook system, there's there's people I know who are like, oh, Facebook has coffee cups now. I'm drinking a Facebook cup. Oh, Facebook has paper now. I'm I'm doing paper. I don't need anything. Like, there's no question about like if if you're so embedded in the Facebook system when it comes up with whatever it needs, then that's it's almost good news for you. Oh, thank God, Facebook has microphones now. Like, and and, and, and that's what scares me. Versus versus like, oh, Facebook has microphones now. Cool, that's one option. Let me still step back and check out the other choices and make sure I'm making the best choice for myself, and I'm not just sucked into the Facebook system. Or no, or or whoa, I looked up and I've got everything I own as Facebook. Everything I do is Facebook. That can't be good. So I don't know. No one's asking those questions. I think I feel like that they're just kind of sneaking that in on you. And I don't know. I don't say no one's asking those questions, but I mean, it's, it's, it kind of circles back to our conversation about you know Apple versus Google. I think right. Facebook is the, the the sexier option. You know, sure. so like you like do people ask like, well, the new iPhone's coming out. Let me do do my research and look at the Google phone. No, no not really. Nope. Like so, it's the same thing. You know. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> uh, but two two more quick things, and we'll get. Uh, also, I think that this just really quickly, Facebook's been apologizing for all the once they launched. Uh, there's an immediate influx of all kinds of weird requests, you know, that <laughs> oh, come I'm up sure. on I'm marketplace. Sure. So, I mean, you know, I will sell you my yeah, blank. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's one for a kid on there. I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's Facebook, so we have a billion users. I mean, you think Craigslist is bad, man? So, uh, you know, and how Facebook polices this or gets in there and gets in there, you know, versus the censorship. Versus Versus everything else, I'll be interested to see how they work all that. But you know, it's, it's already happening. Um, 
I want to mention that the the bank card. Uh, there's a company called uh, Uberther Technology uh, is coming out with this, trying to, trying to figure out a way to make your card more secure. And they have the three-digit code in the back of your card. Mm-hmm. They trademark something called Motion Code, where that code sort of changes every is it every hour. It's it's all it's, it changes all the time, and um, yeah, every you no know, every hour, yeah, changes your, your three-digit code every hour, which makes it extremely difficult for people to uh, to do anything about it. I I think it's cool, and it, it does it right on your on your card. So like a little you know digital LED readout, and you look in the back of your car, and it's something. The only reason. The only thing that that's bad about that is oftentimes you you commit stuff to memory and what your what your number exactly. Is and, but what do you think about this? That, that was my point. I think in terms of enhancing um, more protection for users, um, I think it's great because I mean, yeah, you get access to you know the front numbers. That's one thing, but the back number is important too. Right. But you know, now when I want to make a purchase or I'm doing something online, I guess it doesn't matter because when, when when there is a, a merchant that asks me for the security code, I still look at the back of my car. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I ever I, I commit that number, but like I still look at the back of the car when yeah. people ask me. So I think the fact that it morphs and, and transforms into a different number, I think is pretty interesting, and I, I think it's smart. I think it's a, it's a it's it seems like a, a no brainer to do. Yeah. Um, but very impactful. You know? Does it in fact bring up questions of like uh, it, it just it, it, hackability? Like you know that that number's changing all the time. It's got to someone's got to change that number. Even if it's random, it's got to sync with your existing number. I mean, it's just again more things that you're kind of leaving in the hands of technology, which seems like it's more hackable. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, if someone hacks into M Technologies and like, you know, messes I mean, with but, the numbers. I mean, but that same person that would hack into the, that the M Technology could hack into you know whatever merchant service that's yeah. providing the card the same sure. way. So I think this is just an additional step that will prevent hackers from getting that information. Sure. I think I think that that's a win win for everybody. Sure. So. Uh, last but not least, I want to touch on Westworld. Uh, did you get a chance to see it yet? No, I okay. have not got a chance to see it. However, I've been seeing the the marketing and billboards and posters all over town. And it seems like it's pretty awesome. It's very, very good. Very, very sort of asks a lot of very hyper. Even in the pilot, I know the series I've is seen going the pilot, to do this. Yeah. It, it asks I mean, a lot I've of seen the, like the promo. Sorry, a lot, lot, lot of hyperly context, co- complex questions right. about uh, you know AI and reality and consciousness and life itself and all kinds of other things, and which is already all interesting. Um, it also brings up some questions of. Uh, you know morality in in the form of in you know Christopher Nolan not Christopher Nolan Jonathan Nolan Christopher Nolan's brother and his wife um one of the things that they really wanted to examine is this idea of um you know the, the you know Westworld Westworld is a theme park where you can go and live these things out and go kill people and mm-hmm. and 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 do violent you know rape people and do all kind of crazy things in there and whatever it, it, and have no problem with it but the issue is they're they're asking the question about the sort of uh Grand Theft Autoization of yeah. the world. I mean, what if you extrapolate that out? Like all the things you can do in Grand Theft Auto. What if you can go do that in real life? Is that cathartic? Is that you know what, what? What does that say about our society? Is that interesting? Is that something that you know could and should be done? Um, it's really interesting to think about those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, and uh, and and also the and even even then uh, talking about they're even getting getting. Uh, criticized for even bringing up a world where this could happen, like as create show creators, and so I don't know. It's it's it's, it's interesting. So what, what do you think about? I this? mean, I, I definitely think it's interesting. I, that's the reason why I like the premise of the show is because it's positing a greater social, um, cultural thing that we as, as as a people can explore and have a dialogue about. Because I mean, our our creations do affect you know our behavior and affect our our interpersonal relationships, and so. The, the fact, I mean, like, even, like, with movies like, um, uh, what was the movie where every year you cleanse by murdering? Um, the Purge. The Purge. Like, stuff, yeah. like, those type of concepts. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's arguing that it's it's a degree of catharsis where you're able to express your inner, you know, urges of, 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 of what it means to be human and do it in, in whatever way you choose. Like... I think, I think the moral question is that we gotta have more of, a, more of a, a a framework, more of a more of a value system with who, who we are as a society, and like it can't just be a, uh, 
I guess what I'm trying to say is that we have to have some type of parameters over the violence and over the things that are destructive to our society because yeah it's it's, it's entertaining to see those things and incorporate in those incorporate those things in, in the form of games and comic books and stuff but it, there's a fine line when it starts to bleed over into real life and it, in many cases it has it has because yeah. people have been influenced by the, the the things they consume and depending on where they are with their behavior their their where they are in their lives with their behavior and whatever like that could influence them to do something negative and crazy that's destructive so i think having that conversation is good i think it's good too and i mean i, I know for one when i play enough gta you say you're running you're running lights you're already man, i'm running lights i'm, I'm you know I, I i know people chris hardwick talks about how he's playing a long time and and he starts almost had to stop himself from running people over on the sidewalk which is what you do in gta so it's it's it's, 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 it's a lot but i think it's really interesting that you know, people are upset about what they're seeing in Westworld, what they're seeing portrayed in Westworld, what they're seeing in Westworld when it's actually just uh, them asking the questions that are already existing in our society. I right. think it's, it's it's just an interesting kind of like, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of Inception. It's, like, it's kind of like you know, world within a world within a world. You know, um, but the show is interesting. I think I think I think the show is, is going to be good. But I mean, obviously, the production value is through the roof, and yeah. you know, they they just been three years on this stuff. They shut down production on it. It was all these rumors that it's really trouble and it's all going to be screwed up because they shut down production, but they resumed production. It's probably one of the most expensive shows that HBO has ever done, including Vinyl, which they spent like a billion dollars on and, and canceled. So. um HBO needs their next Game of Thrones. I don't know if this could be it, but it's definitely got all the all the stuff that I, I you know I, I really enjoyed the pilot. You know, we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, I read this and I agree with this. I'm, I, don't know I'm giving, I don't know why I'm giving a review of the show right now, but I read this and I agree with this. I think the show does need. Uh, I read that someone said the show needs a hand solo. It needs uh, like someone someone more iconic. Well, it just needs someone just lighter to be able to. The show's so oh, heavy. Break it up. Just someone to be like, look at this, like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, like, oh, this is this is some bullshit or whatever. Just someone to do that because everything is just so heavy and so serious and like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, the Christopher Nolan world is is very, in the very Nolan dark. world, very dark. Yeah, you know, two hours is a long time, but to go through five years of that, like, it's a long time. And I read that too, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Anyway, uh, but I do like it. And I, you, you'll like it too. So you should for check sure, it out. For sure. um, that's all we got for this man. week. Well, I guess we can oh, run it. We can run it next week, man. Let's let's get, give everyone a full review of uh, Luke Cage. Oh yeah, yeah. Luke next Cage. week. Next week. Next week. Uh, how many? Do you have, are you in yet? I'm not in. Oh, that's why I'm saying next week. Next week. <laughs> I, I've, I've only seen one, and, and I and I loved it. So we should definitely talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, for Geek Nerd Tech, we will talk to you next week. Oh, wait. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine. And you? Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. Snapchat at JK Braz. And thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners of